President Biden attacked the MAGA group in his Philadelphia speech last evening. We will discuss the prophetic significance of this speech and many other topics while taking your calls on this open line edition of End of the Age. Well, good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of End of the Age. I will be taking your calls today. Today's Open Line Friday, as Urban Baxter used to call it. And the number to reach me, 1-877-363-8463. Now, I'll get to the calls in just a moment. However, man, wow, we've got to talk about this speech, right? Before we get there, end-time prophecies are being fulfilled at such an alarming rate. And this week, Mikhail Gorbachev passed away. And he was a very pivotal figure in the fulfillment of many of these Bible prophecies. And But we'll get to him in just a moment, if we have time today. I talked about him, I think, on Wednesday. But I have here a picture of the first magazine, the first end time magazine that was ever published back in 1991. And it had a picture of Mikhail Gorbachev. And the picture was um, him with a sword stabbing the neck of the red dragon. But the, the title of the article in there that Urban Baxter wrote was, Has Gorbachev Really Killed Communism? The fact is, he hadn't. He started pushing socialism, 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 and it was the soft sell on the eventual plane of communism. That was the goal. And so if you understand the the, uh, Communist Party USA and their platform and everything they're trying to do, they say, hey, we want to implement socialism on the way to a higher phase, communism. Gorbachev was a dyed-in-the-wool communist. He believed in a world government. He gave a New World Order speech prior to George H.W. Bush coming out talking about the New World Order. So, many things were happening. Of course, this was the fulfillment of Bible, many Bible prophecies. Gorbachev was involved in all of that. But first, and again, we'll talk about that maybe if we have time, but I've got to get into this speech really quick. I mean, wow. President Biden did not hold back Last night in his Philadelphia speech, he attacked this the Make America Great Again crowd and all of the with all of the energy he could muster, right? And I mean, he must have drank I don't know, maybe some serious coffee before he got on stage because he had a little bit of energy compared to most of the speech I've ever ever heard him give. And but I think it's important to understand the mindset of Joe Biden as he is making this speech. If you understand that he's a globalist and he believes in a one-world governing body, 
and that at every chance he gets, he's pushing a, a globalist socialist ideologies towards a world government. That, in my opinion, is why he had to attack the Make America Great Again group so much because they cannot allow a Donald Trump or somebody like him to get back into office back in 2024. And they certainly don't want much of the crowd, or I should say um, representatives of the crowd, to get into the uh, House of Representatives or the Senate in November. So I wanted to give you a clip. What happened with the Make America Great Again crowd? What did President Biden say? And then we'll talk about it for just a moment and then start taking your calls. I do have some open lines again, one 8463 and I'll get to you guys in just a moment. Roll the clip. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. Now, I want to be very clear, very clear up front. Not every Republican, not even the majority of Republicans are MAGA Republicans. Not every Republican embraces their extreme ideology. I know, because I've been able to work with these mainstream Republicans. But there's no question that the Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. And that is a threat to this country. These are hard things. But I'm an American president, not a president of red America, blue America, but of all America. And I believe it's my duty, my duty to level with you, to tell the truth, no matter how difficult, no matter how painful. And here, in my view, is what is true. MAGA Republicans do not respect the Constitution. They do not believe in the rule of law. They do not recognize the will of the people. They refuse to accept the results of a free election. And they're working right now, as I speak, in state after state, to give power to decide elections in America to partisans and cronies, empowering election deniers to undermine democracy itself. MAGA forces are determined to take this country backwards, backwards to an America where there is no right to choose, no right to privacy, no right to contraception, no right to marry who you love. They promote authoritarian leaders and they fan the flames of political violence that are a threat to our personal rights, to the pursuit of justice, to the rule of law, to the very soul of this country. They look at the mob that stormed the United States Capitol on January 6th, brutally attacking law enforcement, not as insurrectionists who placed a dagger at the throat of our democracy, but they look at them as patriots, and they see their MAGA failure to stop a peaceful transfer of power after the 2020 election as preparation for the 2022 and 2024 elections. They tried everything last time to nullify the votes of 81 million people. This time, they're determined to succeed in thwarting the will of the people. That's why 
respected conservatives like Federal Circuit Court Judge Michael Ludwig has called Trump and the extreme MAGA Republicans, quote, a clear and present danger to our democracy. Last night's speech by President Biden in Philadelphia. Wow. Make America great again. The MAGA group. What does that even mean? We'll talk about it just a little more and then we'll go to the phones on the other side of the break. I got a few lines open. one 363 And I'll be going to the phone soon. So I got a few lines open. If you'd like to join me, give us a call. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to endtime.com slash future or call 800 endtime. That's 800-363-8463. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End of the Age television and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end-time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or visit endtime.com slash events for more information. So when, you, when, when I watch a speech by Joe Biden, I want to know what is in his mindset. What's his ideology from giving the speech? Because I can hear what somebody says, but I watch what they do and the agendas that they push. So Joe Biden is giving a speech about the, the um, MAGA group, Make America Great Again. I actually have a Make America Great Again hat. Does that make me part of the MAGA group? I don't know. I want to make America great again. But some of the things that he said there, I don't fall into that category. So I'm not 100% sure what, who, who he was talking about. I would never condone storming the White House steps or anything like that. But I want you to look in the mindset. Let's go back. He, talk, he talks about the 2020 election and everything. 
But let's go back to the mindset of, the, of everybody at the 2020 election and the salient issues that were on the table there and look at a Donald Trump and a Joe Biden just very quickly. Consider the salient issues, and that was abortion. Trump was anti-abortion. Joe Biden, he was, he's pushing for abortion with every uh, breath he takes, right? To force the LGBTQ agenda. Trump, no. Biden, yes. Advocate, um, advocate for transgender access to bathrooms and locker rooms for people based on their gender identity. Trump, no. Biden, yes. Regulations on businesses, Trump, decrease. Biden, increase. Military spending, Trump, increase. Biden, decrease. Of course, foreign policy, Trump was America first. Joe Biden, pro-globalism, hence the uh, Paris Climate Agreement and many things, pushing us back off into that. He's a globalist. Global warming, Trump, that's a hoax. Joe Biden, it's a fact. The economy, Trump was record stock markets in a soaring economy. Biden, inflation, inflation, inflation. Protect the borders, Trump, yes. Joe Biden, of course you've seen that. There are millions coming across the border. Second Amendment rights, Trump, pro. Biden, heavy restrictions. Energy independence, Trump, of course, yes. Uh, Biden, deplete our oil reserves and beg oil from overseas. And the list goes on and on and on and on. So, Donald Trump was doing pretty good in making America great again, right? Well, of course, you know where Joe Biden stands. So I'm not 100% sure uh, where Joe, Joe Biden's getting is attacking to make America great again. I do believe it is one of the salient, salient issues of our time is globalism, versus nationalism. Trump was a nationalist. He believed in America, protecting America's borders, building up our military, and getting us back to a sense of nationalism. Joe Biden wants to erase all that and to push us into a one-world governing body. To me, that was much of what the speech was all about last night because I know the ideologies that are going on in Joe Biden's head. Now, we'll get off into some of that um, if I have time but today is your day. I want to go straight to the phones. And then uh, if we run out of callers, I'll get back into this. I do have a few lines open. The number again, one 877 Let's go to Oklahoma, Darlene Rester. How are you, Darlene? Welcome to End of the Age. Hey, I'm blessed, Dave. And I'm so glad you're talking about the speech last night because I'm glad it's uh, being addressed by you. I have two questions. Yes. Um, so the first one is, on the news, I've heard people talk about um, two spirits, that there are two spirits, and then they give their gender that they choose. But what do they mean by two spirits? And the second one is because it's come up a time or two that I've heard about where people talk about karma, and then there's a Buddha, a Mayan, that people... Um, and how that can tell how that's demonic and how that's... Anyway, I, I, I want to know your thoughts on it. So the two spirits in the LGBT community, I looked that up really quick because I'd never heard about that before. The two spirits in the LGBT community, 
because um, I'm not really familiar with the LGBT community, uh, community in neither. any way, shape, or form. I Me looked it up. Neither. It says the two spirits is a modern pan-Indian umbrella term used by some indigenous North Americans to describe native people in their communities who fulfill a traditional third gender ceremonial type um, social uh, situation. So, you know, I mean, I'm not 100% sure what that means, to be honest with you, because I'm not familiar with the two spirits in the LGBT community. Um, I, I, I don't know at this point. I could find out, do some more research, and maybe email you, because I, I know we've emailed back and forth many times. At this point, I don't know what that means. Um, and then the second one with karma, um, some people think that things are just in the cards for them. It's going to happen. It's just karma. It's going to happen. And so um, what you're specifically referring to, I'm not sure, but um, a lot of people think, hey, something just happened to me. It was just karma. It's going to happen regardless, what hap- no matter what. So uh, it's just karma. But I hope that gives you the answer to your question. So they think that Jesus couldn't change it, uh, or or they're not. I don't know. Yeah. So, so yeah, some people think that. Yeah, some people think that it is just, um, you know, predestined. Some people are predestined to go to heaven. Some aren't. That's karma. And so, but at the end of the day, the Bible says this promise is unto you, to your children, all that are far off, as many as the Lord our God shall call. Everybody has access to Jesus Christ uh, and mm-hmm. to heaven. You just have to be born again. I don't care if you're a Buddhist, a Muslim, whatever. Be born again and you can go to heaven. Okay? Yes. Okay. Well, thanks for that. I, I That's what I pretty much said, but I just needed to have it articulated by yeah. you, I think. All right. Well, thanks, Dave. And right. God, God bless, bless, my friend. I'll talk at you later. Uh, OC in Tennessee. God bless, my friend. Welcome to End of the Age. Good afternoon. I got a question. Mm-hmm. It's about... Revelation 6-2. Yes, sir. That's when the white horse is uh, talked about, and the rider having a bow. Yes. Who do you think the white horse rider is? And do you think it's the same as the uh, white horse rider in Revelation 19? And uh, I'll hang up because I'm not having very good service here. Okay. So I'll listen to the answer. Okay. Thank you, my friend. So the white horse rider in Revelation 6-2, when we go through the four horsemen of the apocalypse... John said, I saw a white horse, a red horse, and a rider on each of them. A white horse, a red horse, a black horse, and a pale or green horse. Uh, the word, original word there in the Greek was chloros, which should have been a green horse. So it, it talks about the rider of one of these horses. This is a symbolic view of spirits that would, be, that would control the ideologies of mankind in the end time. I know that because when you go back to Revelation or I'm sorry, Zechariah chapter 6, verse 1 through 8. Zechariah saw the same vision that John saw, but the horses were pulling chariots back then. And uh, Zechariah asked the angel, what are these? And the angel says, these are the spirits that go forth from the heaven into all the earth. And it talks about, it gives clues about these different spirits that would control the ideologies of mankind in the end time. So the... These, the, in Revelation 6, verse 1 through 8, these four horsemen are actually, they symbolize spirits. And the colors of these horses, very, very important. The white spirit in the earth today would be Catholicism. Now, I do not believe that the white rider on this horse 
It does say the horses have riders, but it's still a symbolic view of a, the ideologies or the spirits that control the ideologies of men in the end time. Is this, so the, the, the spirits are white Catholicism, red communism or socialism, black capitalism. If you go down through all these clues, they line up perfectly. And then green Islamism. Your question was, is the rider on the white horse the same as the rider on the white horse in Revelation 19? The answer to that is no, uh, because obviously this is the spirit of Catholicism in the earth. The rider on the white horse in Revelation 19 is Jesus Christ coming back with His church to fight on behalf of Israel at the Battle of Armageddon. And so, two totally different white horses here, two totally different white riders um, there's not really, again, you've got to look at Revelation 6, verse 1 through 8 as symbolism. It symbolizes a, a spirit uh, in the end time. A lot of people have said that this white rider is the Antichrist, but that's simply not the case. That's a misinterpretation of Scripture. This white rider is, or this white rider on the horse, is just a symbolic view of the spirit of Catholicism. And these four spirits... Catholicism, communism, Islamism, and capitalism control pretty much the four main ideologies on the planet. This is a 2,000-year-old prophecy, and yet they pretty much control the four main ideologies on the planet, belief systems in our world today. So the prophecies are coming to pass one right after another. Many of these are hundreds and hundreds of years old. The seals, trumpets, and vials, they're not all open during the final seven years, as some teach. The, the Catholicism, that, that was opened well over a thousand years ago, that seal, the belief system of Catholicism. And then uh, many of the others have been open for decades and decades now. So I uh, hope that answers your question, OC, and thank you much for the call, and God bless. Uh, let's go to Joe in New York. God bless, Joe. Welcome to End of the Age. How are you doing, Dave? Tremendous, my friend. How are you? I'm still breathing, man. Good. Yeah, next week uh, I hit 75. I'm amazed I lived this long. <laughs> well, that's a long time. Uh, yeah, that's a lot of years, but uh, I want to try to try to be brief because I start talking spiritual things. I talk all day long. Yeah. But the thing that I, I want to try to be encouraging and helpful to all the listeners, all the brothers and sisters, I have the opportunity to talk to a lot of people, to do a lot of time uh, to study and the tactics of Satan are sometimes not obvious. Now we look at the current administration, and they can use words that sound good, like human rights and freedom for all. But what is behind it? Satan likes to confuse people. That's one of his tools to confuse people. So you have this guy that's in the White House saying, saying certain things that at some level may sound good, but we see his motives, and I really personally believe this guy, Biden, is deceived. That's, that's one of the biggest things that Satan used. He deceives people. And unless, unless we have Holy Spirit, what did the Lord say Holy Spirit will do? Lead us to know all truth. So those that have not been born of the Spirit can be manipulated. And that's what we see taking place in the present administration. They're saying evil is good and good is evil, and they're deceived. I believe most of them 
Dave, they really believe it. Right. They believe the stuff they're saying, which is sad. That's why us, as the body of Christ, we have to continually know the Word of God and the moral foundation to live by, study the Word of God. And I listen to a lot of the callers that call in, in, into your program, and I encourage everyone it is so helpful to take the Jerusalem Prophecy College courses. It is so helpful. It builds a foundation. And it also motivates us to further study the Word of God. And in the last conversation I had with Irvin, I was telling him something that I saw by spirit, that, that, that knowing the prophecies, it enables us to know the current, current events, but it, it equips us to know the devil's tactics when we know the prophecies and we know because because you know anybody could say anything you know we're you know like they say talk is cheap so right. this president can attack you know america you know the maga yeah. attack anybody he wants and make it sound like they're the ones when it's actually reversed right that's a tactic of this uh, of satan Right, but we we have to be in the Word of God, and we have to encourage each other to be in the Word of God, and we have to pray without ceasing, as the Scripture says. Paul wrote that. Do not stop praying. We have to pray for our nation that the Lord loves this nation and puts the proper people into political office to make the proper decisions. We've got to continually, daily pray that because. Satan's got a lot of tactics, you know, yeah. and he could be subtle, he could be manipulative, and we see these guys, the things that they're saying is evil, but they're saying they're good, and they attack people that have a moral foundation as being fanatics. I'm a fanatic, I believe in the Bible, and I follow and live by the Bible, so I'm a fanatic. Right. That's what they're saying. Amen. Well, I, yeah, I, I do appreciate that, Joe, and I, and I understand what you're saying totally. Um, it's like they're, you know, it's like the emperor with no clothes on. Everybody else can see it, but they can't see it for themselves that they're totally off base. And the thing is, is they're trying to push a globalist agenda. That's what this is all about. Them attacking MAGA and, you know, it's making America great again. And and people like that, they're trying to demonize people. And again, I'm not necessarily Republican or Democrat because there there are Republicans today, the rhinos. I don't want to be labeled as that. I want to be labeled as a conservative Christian that loves America. I believe we're a Christian nation and I want to expose the false narratives and I want to get people to heaven. Number one, my goal is to get people to heaven. And so I did want to bring out what, um, what I saw in Joe Biden's speeches. He's a globalist. That's what he's pushing last night. So thank you for the call, Joe. God bless you, my friend. God bless you, Dave. Okay, everybody, I got a few calls left. Uh, and number to reach me, 1-877-363-8463. And I got a couple good questions coming up. So looking forward to the other side of the break. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine. Exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. 
When you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99, you can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the Prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Okay, welcome back, everybody. And I'm going to go straight to the phones here. Let's go to Sue in Missouri. God bless Sue. Welcome to End of the Age. Thank you. I have two questions for you, Dave. Sure. I heard that speech that Biden made. Yes. Did he not sound off on his own party instead of the other party? Sounds like he described himself and his party. (laughs) Yeah, I would say you're close to being right. The thing is, Sue, I want to make clear that I have friends who are Democrat that don't agree with everything Democrats, quote-unquote, Democrats do. And I have friends who are, are, quote-unquote, Republicans that don't agree with everything the Republicans supposedly believe in. So when we talk about different labels and parties and all this other stuff, I think it's just a mishmash. I think that um, I want to know what a person believes. So what you're saying here, and I agree with a lot of it, is that Joe Biden is, when he talks about these people and, and wanting to do things, I do agree with you. He did talk about a lot of people that agree with what he agrees with. But again, I have a I had a Democratic friend of mine. I'm sorry to interrupt you here, but... I had a Democratic friend of mine who was a uh, prosecuting attorney, a district attorney, down in Jackson, Mississippi years ago, and he was funded by George Soros. And you would think, well, hey, so his campaign was for a long time. You would think, well, hey, he's bought into everything that the Democrats believe in. But he came to me and Irvin Baxter and said, hey, I don't agree with much of this. I believe in helping people and some of the things the Democrats do. But And I ran on a platform of as a Democrat, but I, I honestly don't believe in many of these things. And because he came out that he didn't believe with the entire agenda, George Soros cut off his checks, and he ended up had to, having to self-fund his campaign. So when we talk about these things, I believe there are a, a sect of people, a group of people that Joe Biden was speaking to, and he's just trying to sell America on the fact that... Um, what he wants to do is right, and anybody that's against that is wrong. And, and I understand what you're saying here, that he was really kind of talking to his group. 
but I honestly don't think that group is as big as what you think they are. I think that there's a few of them, but they have a lot of money. And plus it's the establishment. But I think America as a whole is not fully on board with what Joe Biden's wanting to do. In other words, our energy, energy independence. I think America as a whole would rather us be energy independent and gas prices be down around a dollar instead of we think we're getting a good deal when we're paying $3. So I'm saying there's a lot of people that I think, people I rub shoulders with, absolutely do not agree with what Joe Biden's doing. And so um, I agree with much of what you're saying, Sue. My other question is, how are we going to get a fair election in 2024 when he's let all these illegal immigrants over here? And before, they didn't even have to show where they live, their license plates, no kind of identification. So how are we going to get a fair election in 2024? Yeah, I honestly think it's going to be... um, There are states actually passing. I just saw where Green Bay, Wisconsin said that they can't have a, a, a certain um, voting box and they can't have, you know, they're, they're trying to, there are many states that are doing the best they can. Like, uh, consider a Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis in Florida. Do you think they're not going to have a fair election in Florida? And a, a, a Governor Greg Abbott here in Texas and some of the red states, I mean, they're doing their best to give everybody a, uh, as fair an election as possible. But consider some of the blue states, a, 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 a New York or a California. I mean, come on. They are uh, a, a Chicago, Illinois. Do you think they're going to have fair elections there? I mean, it, th- at the end of the day, Sue, we've just got to trust God because I think it's a, uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how they could guarantee us to have a fair election. If we would go to everybody give your, uh, like your driver's license or something, um, then I think we could go, you know, show proof of identification. Right. Then I think we could have it. But, I do, man, the chances of us getting that, I don't know. I hope it's that way. I don't have the answer to that. I think that I trust God at the end of the day. And regardless of who gets in the White House, I've still got to trust God. And that, that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, I vote for the best one um, and that I can, but I don't know. When it comes to a, a, a right election, a true election... I hope we can get another one. I hope and pray that we can because that's really a lot of what our this republic is built upon right. is electing elected officials. But even with the Federal Reserve, I've talked about that. The Federal Reserve Act took took the power of the uh, the power to print money, the power to um, control the amount of money in circulation and the value of our money. It took the power away from our Congress which the Constitution gives that to the Congress, and a group of elected officials, and gave that power to the Federal Reserve, a cabal of private bankers here yeah. in the United States. I mean, we think things are messed up. Folks don't know the half. And so that's why at the end of the day, I've just got to trust God because God can bless you in the midst of all this chaos and total debauchery. God can bless His church in the midst of all of it so I, I understand what you're saying about the elections and everything, but in my mind, I just trust God and keep on rolling. I agree with you, yep. Dave. Uh, I agree with you 100%, and thank you for taking my call. All right. God bless you, Sue, and, and uh, I look forward to talking to you again. Thank you. Let's go to David in North Carolina. God bless David. Welcome to End of the Age. 
Hello, David. Are you with me? Okay, so. Yes, I'm here. Sorry. Okay, go ahead, Dave. Yes, sir. I have uh, two questions. One, um, are you an abolitionist or are you pro-life? Um, the difference being pro-life people, uh, in my opinion, well, kind of as a fact, they regulate murder, whereas abolitionists, we, we don't see the woman as the victim. We only see the baby as the victim. We believe that any all life is precious. Uh, and any, therefore, any murdering of anyone made in God's image, uh, that person's a murderer. Now, God forgives repentant murderers, or believe that person's a murderer. Right. So uh, that was my first question. And then okay. um, my second so question let, is let about me answer that. Let me answer that one, Dave, then we'll get to the second one. Okay. I am pro-life, period. I'm uh, totally against murder because the Bible's against murder. So I'm going to give you biblical answers because I believe in, I am a strict fundamentalist when it comes to the Bible And the Bible says, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not murder. The Bible says, God hates the shedding of innocent blood. So I am anti-murder, pro-life. Right. Yep. You sound like an abolitionist. Okay, so I don't want to be labeled. I'm just telling you, I'm a Christian man of God who believes in what the Bible teaches. That's where I'm at. Right. Yeah. Right. And my second question is a little bit more complicated. Uh, It's about amillennium versus... Uh, post-trip, pre-trip, mid-trip. Okay. Um, to be clear, I don't think that the, this is a salvific issue. No. That we're, all, we're all brothers in Christ. Right. So this is a secondary issue. But um, I have friends who believe that Christ is reigning now, that he's making his enemies his footstool, mm-hmm. and that uh, the world will get better as, uh, as, it goes, as, it, as Christianity spreads more and more throughout the world. Right. Uh, I don't believe that. I believe that Christ is coming back. Yeah. Uh, I'm post-trib, recovering yeah. pre-trib. Yep. Um, but uh, did you say fast, recovering I, pre-trib? That's right, recovering pre-trib. <laughs> okay, I have never heard that. That's pretty good. <laughs> so, uh, real fast, I know you can't give them all. Uh, could you give maybe one or two scriptures to show how this is an error? Yeah. So, and I'll, I'll take that answer off the air. Yeah. If you don't yeah. Mind okay. That. All right. Thank you for the call, Dave. So, I'm millennialism <coughs> is. <clears throat> believes that the, they see the 1,000 years as a spiritual event and not, not, not literal. So, which is simply not the case. The millennium, we're talking about when the Lord comes back at the second coming, establishes His kingdom here on the earth, the seventh trumpet, the Bible says, the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our Lord and of His Christ. Some people have called into the show before and said, well, no, and I've got emails and different things that said, no, it's a spiritual event. It's going to be a spiritual thing where as, the, as we move along in life, the church is going to get more spiritual, like Dave is saying, and that the transition is going to be God's ruling now, Jesus Christ is ruling now, and that um, it's going to get more spiritual and eventually make it into the 1,000-year millennial reign. Okay. The thing is, is there is going to be a clear change. There is a clear change coming to this world. Jesus Christ is coming back a second time. Revelation 1-7 says, every eye will behold him. It's going to be a physical event. The Bible says Jesus Christ is coming back with his saints. Revelation 19, we will fight on behalf of Israel. Jesus Christ is going to plant his feet on the Mount of Olives. Zechariah chapter 14, the saints will be with him and we will physically fight against those armies that have come down against Israel to battle. The Bible says in Revelation 17 that these these armies will war against him and he will overcome them 
because he is king of kings and lord of lords. So it's a physical coming. And then the Bible says, again, the seventh trumpet, the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. There is the, the world government's going to be done away with. The antichrist and the false prophet will be cast into the lake of fire. Satan's bound for that 1,000-year millennial reign. And the Bible says the saints will rule as kings and priests with him. Those that are raptured will rule as kings and priests with him on the earth. That's Revelation, uh, what, 5.10. And so it is a, there's going to be a physical transformation. The saints, those that are raptured, will be changed from mortal, the, the ability to die, to immortal, the inability to die, We'll be caught up to meet him in the air. We have the marriage supper of the Lamb in the sky. We go straight to fight with him on behalf of Israel at the Battle of Armageddon. It's going to be a physical transition. Um, the, the, I believe in a post-trib just like you do, Dave. Uh, the three scriptures I'll give, I'm not going to quote them, but uh, Matthew chapter 24, verse 29 through 31. Zechariah chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. And then... Um, Revelation 20, verses, what, you can go uh, chapter, verses 4 through 6. Those three are a, just a drop-dead absolute proof in a post-tribulation rapture. There are many. I can give you 25 or 30 different proofs of a post-tribulation rapture. I can't give you one proof for a pre-trib or a mid-trib. So, Dave, I believe, right like you do, I believe in a post-tribulation rapture. Um, and that the amillennialism, uh, that it's just going to be a spiritual transformation, not physical, I, I, I don't agree with that one at all. So, hope that answers your question, my friend. Okay, um, let's go to Jennifer quickly in Texas. God bless Jennifer. Welcome to End of the Age. Thank you. Uh, thanks for taking my call. To be brief, um, I was wondering if you could comment on or if there's any uh, prophetic uh, views to take from the fact that Pope Francis uh, issued on the 23rd that all of the Catholic Church with like $30 billion worth um, needs to be transferred to the Vatican Bank by the end of September. And I, when it came out, I couldn't believe it. And so I started looking at, you know, different sources, and mm-hmm. apparently it is true. Yeah. And that's a big deal, I think. It's never been done before, and I wondered, is that indicative of something, or is it just odd? Yeah. So I, I need to look into that, and I'm going to come up on a break here, Jennifer, so I'll have to probably mm-hmm. answer your call, call after the break. Okay. But um, the, I, I had a conversation about this with Pete. I was on a Pete Santilli uh, interview in Cincinnati, Ohio last evening, and I, I just read a headline of this, but I haven't looked into it, so I'm not 100% sure I'm going to be able to give you a conclusive answer, but I can give you some scriptural Uh, things that are coming in the near future, some events, and uh, we'll discuss it on the other side of the break. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. 
We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Okay, so uh, Jennifer, are you with me? Yes, I am. Okay, so I, I have seen a few articles that said he is going to do this. Can I give you a conclusive answer? Why? And what the big big plan is for all of this? No, I cannot. I do know that the Vatican, the, the, the Catholic Church, is as almost as much or more of a business than it is a church. They're, they are the Catholic, the, the Catholic Church is the third largest landowner. Last time I checked, I wrote an article on it a few years ago. They were the third largest landowner on the planet, fabulously wealthy. Why they're calling all of their money back to Vatican Bank, I don't know the answer to that. I'm sure there's a reason behind it. Um, and uh, again, I haven't read enough articles on it to, to be able to give you a conclusive answer why. Um, I just know the role of the Vatican in the end time and, and scriptural references, Revelation 17 and 18, different things, that they will pretty much, Rome is going to be at the helm of the world religious system in the end time. I cannot give you a conclusive answer at this point. Might talk about it next week. Uh, I'll be doing, uh, I think, Tuesday and Wednesday of next week. We'll, we're going to have a replay on Monday because of Labor Day. Uh, mm-hmm. But at this point, I can't give you a conclusive answer mm-hmm. why they're doing that. Nor can I give it you a scriptural answer. Well, and I knew that they have a great deal to do with being able to financially control things and end times, et cetera. And so I thought $30 million moving yeah. from everywhere else in the world is got to be significant, but we may not know until, you know, it's yeah. right in front of us. It, yeah, but it may be something we have to live through for a while and follow the articles to finally have a conclusive answer of why they did this. At this point, I can't answer you. Well, I appreciate yep. you talking to me about it. hope you have a very blessed weekend. And right. I'll be watching next week if, you ha- if you're able to work it into there. Sure. Thank you so much. All right, Jennifer. God bless. God bless you and thank you for the call. You have a great weekend as well. Uh, let's go to um, Jan in Michigan. God bless Jan. Welcome to End of the Age. Hi, Dave. How are you? Can you hear me? I am tremendous and I can hear you well. Okay, great. I have two questions. Yes. One is, do you know or have you heard anything about... Um, Biden signing an executive order that will go into effect on December 13th that will change our fiat um, currency to a digital currency, and it will be based pretty much off the way the the social score credit score is in China. Have you heard anything about that? Um, So I have heard about the central bank digital currencies, um, and I, I think that's what you're referring to when his he, he in the in the executive order that he talked about in with the central bank digital currencies and regulating Bitcoin and all of the other decentralized um, cryptocurrencies, and that the the uh, Federal Reserve was going to look into um, putting out a, their own central bank digital currency. I think there were dates, and there, there's like so many days, 165 days or 180 days when they were going to come out with their plan to do that. I do not believe that on December 13th, 
that it automatically comes into play and that it's okay. implemented. I do not believe that's the case. I believe that that's when they were supposed to give their um, uh, their uh, a plan or whatever they were going to do. They were going to get back with Joe Biden and say, "Here, here's what we think we ought to do." Uh, they were going to give a, they were going to report back. I do not think it goes into uh, where you know we're going to do away with cash and there's going to be this uh, central bank digital currency where they're running everything. I do not believe that happens this December. No, okay. I am familiar with the executive order like you're talking about, though. Okay, because yeah. I heard he signed it back in March. Yes, that's so, correct. And that's that's about the central bank question, digital currencies, yeah. Yeah, okay, thank you. All right, um, uh, yeah, my, all right. Well, thank you much, Jan. question. Yep. Oh. No, no, go one ahead. One more question, real quick. Um, so with the event of things that are happening in the U.S. and with the way the our government is going and all of the things that they are doing, yeah. especially in light of what was said last night, yeah. It seems as though the United States, even though we are taught something different in in times for us, it's almost like we're going to be the epicenter of all of the things that are coming into fruition. And and it seems like the federal force of the government can be used against, I I won't necessarily say just uh, make America great or America first crowd, but also the Christians and everybody else. I mean, is there a possibility that they might be making a play to stop the November elections? And is there a possibility that we could see Bedlam even before the last three and a half years here in America? So I know that um, because, so some of your question, I would only, I could only speculate. Uh, But as far as scriptural answers, I know that after the Sixth Trumpet War, we are going to move into a fully functioning world-governing body. The Bible gives us a snapshot of that. When it, the, the, the Sixth Trumpet War is going to be the entrance ramp for the Antichrist. Most, okay. nations, most nations will go right into the arms of the Antichrist. I believe we can prove scripturally the country of Jordan, the country of Israel, and the United States will not do that. Now, This is what I was always thinking. This is what Irving taught us. Yep. And I'm looking at things going, um, well, <laughs> you know. No. I, I see what you're saying. Um, and I, and w- me and Irvin had talked about it many times because just prior to Irvin um, passing, President Trump had been in office and jo- Joe Biden was in the election. Well, yeah. he had, of course, we had lived through the Obama years and the Clinton years and the Bushes. And so we thought, man, I, you know, how is this going to happen? The United States, it doesn't look like we're going to be, uh, we're going to be sucked up into this world governing body, especially during the Obama tenure. Then a, a Donald Trump comes along, and I'm not saying he was the great savior because I don't. He was just a man. However, God can use anybody that He wants, and Donald Trump came along and just almost completely reversed the whole thing. Well, we I, we thought, well, here we go. You know, this is going to be it. We're going to stand with Israel all the way through the end. That's what the Bible says. And then Irvin Baxter passes away November 3rd, 2020. Or, yeah. And that's yep, when Joe day. Biden was elected. So Irvin left yep. it all to me to figure all this out. Well, um, and so the thing I'm, I'm saying is, is that, and I've told many people this for years, Jan, the Bible prophecies will always come to pass in intricate detail. The players will change along the way, but those prophecies are going to pass regardless of who the players are. So I know it looks bleak right now. 
that we will not be part of the world government and that we're going to stand with Israel. But you must understand there are things going on in America that are not talked about in the news. There are very influential people that would go totally against Joe Biden to stand with Israel when it all, if it all come right down to it here in America. So the world government is going to be anti-Israel. So you've got to look at kind of what's going on behind the scenes. If you look at the news here in America, I mean, Joe Biden's speech, you would think America is just going to pot right now and there's just... But it's, it, there's very influential people in America that are trying to save America. And number one, we've always got the God factor, Jan. God, if you look in the Bible, God was able through one miracle to change world empires to worshiping Him. During the time of the the three Hebrew children, when they would not bow, uh, uh, Nebuchadnezzar over the Babylonian Empire, he said, nobody in my kingdom is going to worship anybody but your God. That was the Babylonian Empire. And then when Daniel, King Darius, who was over the Medes and the Persians, when he pulled Daniel out of the lion's den, he said, hey, Daniel, I know your God's real, and nobody in my kingdom is going to worship anybody, anybody's God but your God. And so those, that's twice when one miracle turned the entire global empire around. So when I'm watching all this, and I'm watching the prophecies of the Bible, I'm saying, you know what? It does look kind of bleak in Washington But guess what, Jan? We've got God on our side. And the Bible says, No weapon formed against me shall prosper. If God be for me, who can be against me? So that's my mindset going through these end times. I know the prophecies are going to happen. If Joe Biden's in there, God can turn the whole thing around with him sitting in the Oval Office. And so that's the way I am. I've got my mind set on these things. I know what prophecies are going to come to pass. And I'm just sitting back saying, Okay, God. Uh, I don't know how this is going to come to pass, but I know it's coming to pass, so let's let's get on with it. That's where I'm at. Okay. Yeah. Well, I kind of feel like that. Yep. Um, I feel like we are, uh, we're having an Egypt moment. Mm-hmm. We're the Israelites, and, you know, yep. he's going to deliver us. He'll part the Red Sea. Yes. Man, it's kind of daunting when you look around and you're just like, holy cow, what in the world? Is, everything is upside down right now. I so, agree. I agree with I just, you. I guess I just didn't think it would happen here. Here, yeah. you know, because they say so goes America, yeah. so goes the world, and if we fall, it's going to be super dark. Um, I, I totally so. agree with you. Most of the world will go dark, Jan. Yeah. Most of the world is not going. Most of the world's going to follow after the Antichrist. That's how yeah. it's going to happen. But the Bible sad. says that during the time of the Antichrist, that they that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. They that understand among the people shall instruct many. So there will be a group of people that stand with God all the way to the end, and the greatest time of revival the world's ever known is ahead of us now. And yeah. so I'm telling you, I, don't, I know I talk about world government all the time. We've talked about it for years, but I'm not really worried about it, Jan. All I'm worried about, the Bible says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. I'm seeking God's kingdom. God, let your kingdom be here. Come and... Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's my prayer. I know it's coming. And it's not going to be too long before we see him face to face. And I'm ready for that. That's what I'm concerned with, Jan. Amen. I really thank you. All right. God bless you. Have a great weekend. You too. All right. Let's go to um, Anthony in Pennsylvania. God bless Anthony. Welcome to End of the Age. 
Hi. Um, Dave? Yes. Yes. I, I just have a question. When I know that um, we're coming into the uh, sixth trumpet, I just want to ask the question on the fifth trumpet. Now, I understand Saddam Hussein, and I understand all the teaching that Irving gave on this. Yeah. But what about that five months and the torment? When did that happen? When men were striking uh, the scorpions? Is that something that um, uh, was uh, not like, you know, in chronological order? Because yeah. the fifth trumpet has already sound. Yeah. And Napoleon, and, the, uh, and that is definitely Saddam Hussein. But what about this uh, green grass and uh, these, these locusts, the five-month locusts of the torment? When did that occur? Yeah, so uh, just for everybody listening, what Anthony's referring to here, when we talk about the seven trumpets in the book of Revelation, the uh, first trumpet, World War I, second trumpet, World War II, third trumpet, Chernobyl nuclear accident, the fourth trumpet, the um, tearing down of the Berlin Wall, the process of globalization, the speeding up of time. When we come to the fifth trumpet, the sixth trumpet is the um, World War III that's coming. The fifth trumpet. There are many clues there. The fifth trumpet is given in Revelation 9. It starts with verse 1. And I can give the interpretation of most of the prophecy, Anthony. When the Bible says that um, the, the, uh, when the fifth trumpet sounds, there's going to be a king over them by uh, the name of Apollyon or Abaddon, which is the destroyer. That was Saddam Hussein. The smoke coming up out of the earth that will darken the sun. Of course, that happened during the fifth trumpet. Um, however, when it, and when it comes to uh, the scorpions stinging men and uh, there was, they, they will seek death for five months, I do not know. Irvin Baxter didn't know. I don't know the, that, the interpretation to that portion of the prophecy. I believe it was modern-day warfare that was brought upon mankind, but I simply do not know the five-month portion. Some prophecy teachers think they do. At this point, I'm sorry, but I have to tell you, I don't know the interpretation to that portion of the prophecy, but that does not negate the fact that it was still the Iraq war with Saddam Hussein. God bless. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463 or visit us online at endtime.com. 